Hello, and welcome back to The Movie Den. My name is Luke Taylor. I am the news editor at The Daily Eastern News. And I am Adam Tamino, the sports editor. And this week is our sci-fi episode. We watched Tron, the original one from 1965. Uh, like 80-something? 1980-something. I'm, 80 I'm getting my movie dates mixed up. Maybe we watched too many old movies. Yeah, we watched... <laughs> You're right, it's 82, not 62. Okay, 1982. Um, What's the difference, frankly? Um, and also Ex Machina, which was... 2015. 2015. Okay, uh, we're going to start with Tron because it's been out longer. And uh, um, as we've discussed, there's no, no real plot to it. So it's pretty spoiler proof. Um, Ex Machina, we're just going to spoil it. There is like a twist at the end. So if you're... It's, it's, not, it's not surprising. Right. Um, but if a, you don't want it spoiled, yeah. you know, just just stop before we get to that point. Yeah, we'll tell you when it's coming. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I like Tron a lot. I um, It's just kind of a silly movie, and it was pretty important in the history of CGI and animation. So that's why I wanted to make Adam watch it for a sci-fi episode. Uh, what did what did you think about it? Yeah, it was my first exposure to it. I think I saw that, like, reboot they did, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but frankly, I don't remember. I'm like, I'm, I know I saw it, but I remember nothing about That's it. That's kind of how I feel about um, it. Um, but the original was super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, completely no plot at all. <laughs> um, the good guy wins, I guess, at the, is, is the point, is pretty much the entire story. Pretty much whatever you will think is going to happen is, it, it happens. Um, but as a purely, as like a technological, um, this purely, purely, like technique sort of based movie it's really cool to watch it was either the first or one of the very first movies to use um computer animation uh and as you can tell it's pretty early like yeah, it looks, it looks very, good though it looks yeah, good it's, it is 3d animation mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy um uh and they they did a pretty good job of using like simple shapes that make sense like um, the shapes are simple, so it's easier for them to animate, but I wouldn't expect more complicated stuff on my screen, mm-hmm. um, because it was all, like, inside the computer world. Uh, the other cool thing they did was that anything that's in the, I think it's called the grid, when they go in the computers, yeah. um, they filmed it all in black and white, and then went back and hand-painted each frame with, uh, color on the little glowing lines on their outfits and stuff to make it look different than the real world. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that's a really cool effect. Yeah. Because looking back at it, because, like, the context is they're supposed to be inside computers in the 80s. Right. So the way they made, like, it, that's, some of the effects maybe maybe don't look great. But if they had tried to, like, make realistic-looking graphics and vehicles and cities and things like that, it would age it so far. So it would be a terrible movie. It would look yeah. so, it would look really stupid. But since it's, like, this, you know, sort of... That's the word I'm looking for. Like, conceptualized not, yeah. version of what the inside of 80s computers look like and 80s arcade games and stuff. Since it's like, you know, it's it's just very conceptual and it, it looks, it, it doesn't age poorly. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, That's the main thing. It's just cool. It's a cool movie. Yeah. Uh, and there, there are times like, so usually when they're using the computer am- animation, the people aren't also on screen, mm-hmm. uh, which was probably a good choice realistically uh but there are sometimes that like uh they're in their little their little bikes and then they'll like turn it off and like the person appears out of the bike and you're like that's good animation mm-hmm. they 
you can tell that they kind of knew what they were doing even that early on. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't look like actors standing in front of animated things mm-hmm. or green screens or whatever. It looks like they're in it. Yeah, they interact which, with it. It's super. Imp- which is, I mean, because I've I've seen stuff from like the late '90s, early 2000s. It looks way worse. I mean, sure, that was supposed to be a realistic looking environment. Right. So maybe that's why it, it, those have aged poorly. But yeah, Tron. The animation has aged better than movies from 20 years ago, being almost 40 years old, just because of. Um, what they chose to try to portray with it i think it also it has a lot of um like script wise what i call like dad humor because it's a movie (laughs) from the 80s uh and also it's it's clearly a movie made by computer nerds about computer nerds so when uh now when computers are so accessible to everyone and i only have to look at the at the front end of everything i some of the stuff kind of goes over my head Mm -hmm. but i'm still like Mm, I know, I know what a data processor is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind that though. I like that they just talk about this computer stuff, like just like you know what it is. They yeah. don't like because if they were to stop the movie and try to explain stuff, I mean, they would have just stop the whole thing dead. They just go in and they go through the adventure and they say things. Some of the things you know what they mean. Some of you're like, I don't really know what that is, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's a one of the characters is a program. Uh, I think he does like accounting or it's something. Like an actuarial program. Actuarial or something. program. Yeah. And he talks about how much he's like. It's just so great, like helping people, you know, find their find what they need and then figure out their money and stuff. And you're like, what a silly guy. It sounds like it sounds like an advertisement for like H and R Block or something. It's yeah. kind of funny. If he'd set a brand name in the middle, I wouldn't have been shocked. Right. Uh, it's kind of fun little. There's fun little like computer jokes too. Like one guy is like, "Hey, my memory's getting fuzzy. I've been in here for over 200 microcycles." And I'm like, "What's a microcycle? <laughs> what does that mean?" And also, it's got a great movie insult: "Bit brain." Yeah, devastating. That's a good one. We've just been calling everybody in the newsroom that for about <laughs> a week now. See you later, bit brains. Bit brain. Uh, yeah, it's uh the. It's not surprising in any ways. Uh, no. At the beginning of the movie, they're like, here's our thing that makes people, that makes objects turn into computer data. And you're like, I wonder what's going to happen with that. And I bet, I hope a person doesn't step in front of that machine. And they're like, here's this guy <laughs> who has a really big desk. And you're like, I wonder if he could be evil. Oop, he's evil. He's got like, a big <laughs> desk. And he works at the top floor of the only skyscraper in town. Yeah. He, he, he rides in a helicopter that is all black with glowing red lines on it. It's not, it's not a subtle movie. No, it's not. The bad guys look like bad guys, mm-hmm. and the good guys look like good guys. Um, at, at the end, you see a helicopter that has blue lines on it. It changes, and also it's daytime instead of night. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 in the beginning, the guy's going to work, and it appears to be like 10 o'clock at night. He's like going to work in this helicopter because yeah. it's dark out. Um, it's fun. Uh, the as we said, the plot is almost non-existent, but the acting is good. Just the main one, you really is Jeff Bridges is the star. Uh, he just seems like he's trying to be Han Solo. Kind of. There's definitely some Star Wars being from 1982. There's definitely some Star Wars influences into the uh, some of the costuming and some of the characterization, but yeah. um, like, that's a, a lot of power. movies were trying to I mean, of the movies that from that era that took Star Wars influences is, is one of the better ones. Yeah, I'd say so. There were some bad sci-fi movies <laughs> in the late 70s and early 80s. I um, mean, we can... I, I like some old sci-fi movies. I, I like camp in my movies, mm-hmm. and that's what Tron is. Tron, it's just like... But it's all... It's campy, but it's also... I like watching movies and keeping in mind when it was made mm-hmm. and why it was made and, like, where it was made. So like, I like to watch movies, like, through a 
keep like a historical perspective in it. So like right. watching Tron and then thinking this is from 1982. You're like, whoa. It's so that I think it's kind of cool because people are like you ne- people have never seen that before in movies when they made it. They're like, right. you know, people either loved it or hated it because it was new and weird. And it's a kind of a big risk by Disney. Cause I think mm-hmm. back then Disney was kind of struggling at that time. Like they're making a lot of bad movies. And that had to cost a lot of a, month, a lot of money for mm-hmm. all the animation. And stuff. All, all the time it must have taken to compute everything back then, <laughs> and then to hand paint all the color and all the people that must have worked on it. Yeah. And it didn't make a lot of money, I don't think, in the box office when they came out. It was um, like it was like it did fine. It was, yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a complete failure, but mm-hmm. it probably wasn't what they were hoping for. Kind of a big risk for 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 Disney at the time. They don't really make a lot of risks anymore. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, we don't need to get into that <laughs> um uh but i mean this was pre uh disney's first gay character uh trope so we didn't oh, have to suffer right. through that yeah, there's no there's a tacked on token thing in it yeah um that's kind of nice good platonic there male. is it is yeah it's mostly um male characters mm-hmm. um and there is there's one female character who shows up like I don't know, two thirds of the way through the movie, and then makes it onto the poster, and I'm like, yeah, she has like go off, she has man. Like six lines or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely just just like you know, it's good platonic male friendship. <laughs> just, just guys. There's a lot of that hanging out. You Some know, corporate espionage. <laughs> it is. It is really. It is corporate corporate espionage with extra extra drama. That's one of my favorite phrases ever. Corporate espionage. Espionage is a good word. It's so cool. Um, you know, <laughs> we've gone on enough. Tangents. You want to talk about Ex Machina? We could probably get into Ex Machina now. It's it's the opposite. Instead of going into computers, the computer is a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah she sure is. <laughs> uh, Ex Machina is was a movie I like and Luke watched for the first time about a sort of a tech genius inviting a programmer from his company out to his big research facility to test an AI robot he built. Um, and uh, as you would probably expect, uh, everything goes great and nothing bad happens. Yeah, they all just hang out with this robot and it's like a really good time. Yeah, but the, the spoiler is <laughs> the AI goes bad, which if you went into the movie and were, were surprised when the AI you know, realizes she doesn't want to be uh, a tested computer and she wants to be a person um that's not surprising that's kind of what you know is going to happen yeah i think like going into the movie that's what i would have expected mm-hmm. um i think as the movie go went on i kind of started to be like oh maybe like maybe she's not evil maybe that's not what's going to happen uh so it did kind of turn around and like yeah. surprise me at the end a um, little bit it's i think it's it's less about what is her name her name it, she's given a female body by the creator he explains it in the movie about why he did that um her name is ava mm-hmm. and um it's less about what she's going to do i think than to what she's going to influence the human characters to do yeah. and by human characters this movie has three like three speaking parts and one character who doesn't speak who's in several scenes it's yeah. a very very small cast yeah. It's uh, Oscar Isaac as the tech genius who created her. Then Domino Gleason as his employee. And then Alicia Vikander as Ava. Are the, 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 It's really them. It's their movie. I think I think they tried to make Oscar Isaac look bad in some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at how they dressed him. And it's Oscar Isaac. So I don't know why they thought that, that was going to work. 
but it made me kind of laugh. I've made like, my opinions not on the podcast, but in the newsroom clear about Oscar Isaac. I think he's a very attractive man. Yeah, most people can agree. Yeah, he's he's good looking. Uh, in this movie, he's yeah, he's a little you know, he's 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 seems to be an alcoholic pretty severely in this yeah, movie. And he like, and, uh, lives in the middle of nowhere by himself. So yeah. like he's going through something. He's got like a shaved head and a beard, and he's yeah. his character's a little sort of not, I would say kind of cliche in his way. He was like a you know like a like a prodigy programmer when he, mm. he created this search engine called blue book which is basically google i think in it was an movie. interesting time to like enter his storyline though instead of seeing his like you know rise to the top and all that mm-hmm. it's like oh he's already you know a genius or whatever yeah. and now he's like struggling to do his like next big thing basically the movie is basically as it unfolds you just find out different ways that Ava and Nathan, the Oscar Isaac character, you just find out the ways they're manipulating the Donald Gleason character. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy. He just showed <laughs> up. Like, he just wanted to be there. Right? He thinks he won a staff lottery, and that's why he's there to test this machine. And he, but, he's, he's smart, so he figures out that's not true. Yeah, but, like, but he, he's, he's just there to be manipulated by the other two characters. He literally starts going crazy, like, as the movie goes on. He's yeah. He's just losing it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate for him, but yeah. also... um. He should have been. He should have seen it coming a little sooner than he did. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I do think we kind of chose good movies because, uh, you know, Tron was early for um, computer animation, and then Ex Machina won awards. Yeah. For the like visual yeah. effects. This is not. When we say visual effects. This is not an action movie at all. No, no. There's no. a little bit of minor action at the end, but the effects are just. Ava has like a hollow torso with like some sort of processor thing lit up inside her was, and her arms are see-through like the back of her head you can see like you know her her, her computer her, her hardware i guess mm-hmm. or whatever you would call it he called it wetware oh, it's not hardware brain. or software it's her, wetware her brain was made of a structured gel of yeah. the uh of the blue book search engine code Which um she makes ava a, questionable make, it makes, make a it makes ava you know what it makes her is a literal bit brain oh my god there it um, is. There it is. Um, but she is it. The whole movie, I kept thinking about if she's transparent, that must have meant they would have had to like take video of the whole room from like mm-hmm. as the camera moved, she, and then also with her in front of it, so right. that they could like transpose. Over, that. they did it. She's like, yeah, yeah she was wearing some sort of green, green you screen, know, like suit. Some yeah. one of those motion capture sort of suits, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty good. It's you know, it's 2015, so or 2014. So yeah, if they probably if they made remade it, they could probably like you know yeah. amp it up. But like I didn't have any. No, nah, it, it. It, it looks it looks really cool, really fine. And where they filmed it is this. I think it's a hotel somewhere in like Finland or something. It's the rooms beautiful. look like hotel rooms. <laughs> it's like built this this where they is like built like over a like a glacial river in a valley. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Uh, it's really nice. I bet it's expensive to go there, but uh, it's a great setting for a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, I like movies that are a little bit more like psychological and that's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely what this is. It's yeah. three extremely intelligent like beings all trying to like get their own ends yeah. through this. Uh, well, I, uh, Donald's character is kind of, he doesn't really have a goal. He's just, no, he's just along for the he's ride. Just, he's, getting jerked, he's just getting jerked around. Yeah. Um, but but he, he, he's the, your audience, you know, input and he finds out a lot of stuff mm-hmm. as he's there. Oh yeah, he's definitely, he's like the sort of the conduit or whatever into the movie mm-hmm. for the other people because yeah. the other the, the other characters are kind of inaccessible they're 
one's a literal computer, the other's a genius, and then there's just kind of a normal, a smart guy with a normal guy in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, but again, I like this movie because it's, it's, I like movies that assume that the audience is smart. Yes. I, I like they don't explain technical things to you. They don't explain what the characters are thinking or why they're doing things. I like movies that just I'm an adult. I like yeah. movie. I don't want a movie that the, the I want it to deal with things in a mature way mm-hmm. and an intelligent way. And this movie and even Tron, even though it's goofy, it has some of that same stuff. Where just, they just talk about computer stuff, and yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't know what they're talking about, but they do. So that's yeah. all that matters. Like, I, as long as I believe the characters know what they're talking about, I, it's fine. Both movies also did a good job of, like, even when I I didn't have to understand every single little detail, mm-hmm. and I would still enjoy the overall movie. And, like, I, leaving a movie with questions is fine. Like, having the end of the story and me still be like, oh, I wonder what happened here. That's okay. Like I get annoyed when people try to tie off every single little end in their story. Yeah, I, I like I like ambiguous. This is never really that popular, but I like ambiguous endings in movies. It, it depends. Usually, yeah, if it's executed well, if it's earned, like through the story. Mm-hmm. I don't. I yeah. I don't need everything tied up in a neat little bow at the end. You know, mm-hmm. so it depends on the type of movie. If I'm watching like a a goofy action movie or like Tron, something like that, I expect it to be tied. That up. story yeah. needs to end. But if it's more of a in a, more of a conceptual sort of movie with ideas and moods and atmosphere and stuff. That's I I, I kind of like a little bit of a and some X, questions at the end. I like to think X about Machina it. Machina did that like in in a way that doesn't bother me because sometimes when people say ambiguous meaning or ending, it's something like, oh, was it really all a dream? Did it really happen? And no, I, that, I, that just, I don't like. I get annoyed. Um, but they did a good job of like I understand what happened. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, this guy died. This guy's stuck there. The robot is, you know, has escaped. There was all your spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't actually understand 100% why. And I'm okay with that because it kind of makes me question like, oh, was she manipulating them all along? Did she, did something make her change her mind? You know, like, what's she going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, allowed for ambiguity without being completely like open-ended and there is one thing i don't really want to spoil this too much but the one thing you don't really know until the very end this is like the final little surprise you don't know if the robot cares about the domino gleason character or is pretending to care about him Mm -hmm. that's like the main the last thing you find out Mm -hmm. is if she cares about him or if he was just like a means to an end sort of thing yeah. So that's kind of really the main thing. That's that's the last thing at the very end you you find out, and that I like the way that's wrapped up. And they they literally do phrase that question like the mm-hmm. character asks if that's like what's so you know that's Early what on, you're supposed yeah. to be like thinking about, and they they bring you into it. And they they keep yeah. you that's the one thing they keep you in suspense the longest on. Mm-hmm. I also like we we're gonna spoil this part. You've yeah. already said it. Of course, Ava gets loose and kills Nathan, her creator. Right. Of course, she kills her creator. You know, that's um, every anytime somebody creates something that they think they could control, it kills them. That's just yeah. a, it happens in every story ever you, told. You have seen a movie before, I'm guessing. But what what I really <laughs> like you know is after she stabs Nathan. He's staggering about to die, but he takes like a moment to sort of recognize the irony mm-hmm. of, of his situation, which I think is kind of funny. The people in this movie are very like believable people, mm-hmm. despite it being just like an insane story. Uh, like, of course, you know, uh, Donald's character. What is his name? Caleb. Caleb. 
uh, of course, uh, he's going to be your most normal mm-hmm. person in the story. Uh, uh, but like, even even the other characters who are you know a robot and a genius, uh, you can the acting is just really good. Like great writing, great acting. I can I can I can believe that they're real people. Yeah. Despite everything. And I'm going to really briefly talk about the writer-director of mm-hmm. Ex Machina, Alex Garland. It was his first directorial job. He'd written some, he'd written like novels and screenplays and things. That was the first movie he directed and he nails it. He's really good. Mm-hmm. And to this point, he directed one more movie in 2018 called Annihilation. That's very different sort of movie, but really good. He's, he's really talented director, writer. Uh, he's a, he has. I, lo- I looked him up before this. He has one upcoming project, and he's one of. The, every time he does something, he's on my list now. Like mm-hmm. I need to see what this guy does. Every, every each one of his projects is something I, I really want to tune in on because he's is very talented. We and, might we and might talk about Annihilation later because like we can find I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. And I'd like to. It's um, that one's hard to. I only saw that one once. I've seen Max Machina a couple times, so mm-hmm. I can't really explain it as much. But, but it's we'll good. Yeah, he's very. He's he's. Um, it's like a very impressive talent. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Ex Machina had just like a lot of like unique stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to it's, see. It's 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 even sort of like trying. It's not even really about the plot necessarily. It's about how people will behave, and mm-hmm. it's about just the mood and the atmosphere. And yeah, because from a t- like it's a really boring movie. It is like, no- nothing, nothing happens for like an hour. Nothing happens, and yet this the whole time I was like. Oh, what's like? What's happening next? What are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. What's everybody thinking? Oh, it's very slow. I, I'm sure people. Will, some people won't like it. It's very, it's pretty slow paced. Right, right. But then the last twenty minutes or so, everything just goes bonkers. It's, it's Everything's happening. It's just very. It's just very well made. He draws it out. I saw a good. This is getting a little kind of film nerdy. But there's okay. a movie called Weird Science. Sorry, we're getting film nerdy on the movie podcast. But it's a movie called Weird Science, which I saw like once. It's not that I've good. Heard of it. But like two high school kids who like make like a hot woman robot to hang out with them. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> and then, but I saw, I read a thing on X Machina that said it was like Stanley Kubrick made Weird Science, <laughs> which I think is perfect. Yeah. Um, it's a really good comparison for what the movie is. Um, a lot of the movie does revolve around the robot lady being hot. Like, yeah, more than was, I would have expected. She was designed to be attractive to... Specifically to Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. Um, it works. Yeah. He's uh, he's interested. <laughs> um, but so it, it, it leads to some funny lines about <laughs> about, about her, um, I guess, sexual capabilities, put it yeah. that way. More than I was super curious about, <laughs> but all right. I'm <laughs> um, glad we got that established, I guess. Uh, anyway, I think I think we've said enough about uh, about these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would highly recommend either one of them. I think both equally good in very very oh, different ways. Different. Yeah, very different ways. But like, just I enjoyed each one on like the same the same level, basically. Yeah. Um, next week, where Adam is picking out a couple of his favorite movies because uh, we we always try to have like a theme for each episode and then you know, so he's gonna pick out some he likes and then the one after that i'll probably pick out some that i like uh next week we'll be on two movies a part of the new mexican cinema as it's mm-hmm. been called we'll get into that more next week but uh I'm look forward i'm looking forward to it for sure yeah uh and uh, we're still figuring out what we're gonna do over like breaks from school and stuff because we live very par- far apart but uh we'll you know keep you all updated i guess 
Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. That was episode eight, I believe, of mm-hmm. the movie done.